it's funny because you Welcome to the Let It Bleed podcast, a place where you can hear the liquor-fueled ramblings of two narcissistic wizards who conjure the essence of inspirational people every week and bring it straight to you. Just how do you plan on doing that? Magic. Motherfucker. And now for the wizards themselves, David Amaya and Phil Arroyo. Did you return the red box, TV? Dude, I love how you, you just automatically you came to that. I love... No, I love... No, 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 no. I love... Is it there? Oh, God. Contempt, of course. Oh, God. I love... I love how you just fucking automatically went to that where I was... We didn't plan this, people. He brought this up on his own terms. And I was just... And I the truth. I was just about to say... That I was going to return it today, and I didn't, but I'm going to return it tomorrow. I still haven't returned it. But guess what? This is a fucking, this is a test. This is a social experiment for everybody else out there who still is ancient enough to rent fucking DVDs on Redbox like myself. Just you, bro. The one time that I did. Just you. Anyways. No. But I will return it, and I will let you know what the cost is. But you know what I did do today? I fucking voted. Yes, sir. And I paid my cell phone fucking ticket the day before it was due. I would have had to been at court by eight o'clock tomorrow to fucking pay that shit. Look I went today. I paid that shit. Citizen. I'm being an adult. Hell yeah. I'm being a motherfucking adult. Your mother and I are so proud of you. She was actually when I called her this morning and I was like, "Look, I gotta go pay this fucking thing," and she's like, "Yeah." No shit. Like, get your shit together. Be an adult. Uh, she didn't say that. My mother would never swear. But this is the way I take it. And this is the way I take it because... She sweared with her eyes. I should... not. Well, I mean, you can't see through the phone, Phil. But, yeah. Basically. She was just... You know, my mother is a sweetheart. She would never say that to me because she spoils me. But I am growing up little by little at 30 years old. And, you know, we're talking about how that shit doesn't really fucking matter in this episode. We've got one of our friends, Aaron, who you've heard on the show many times Dear before. Dear friends, closest friends, brothers, families, and by the time we get to yeah, the end, I mean, we he, realize he, he, it's shit, not like he we doesn't, are each other. This is the singularity. It's not like he doesn't live, you know, right below you, Phil. Mm-hmm. Like, literally. Right There's a reason for that. Here and we sense. could have gone on and on and Quiet, on. Quiet, monkey! <laughs> I we, know I turned your mic on, <laughs> but No! <laughs> oh, has my mic on? Yeah, 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 yeah you got it. We could have gone on and on and on and on and on with Aaron, but we didn't because you know he's moving and we got to save some more fucking room for when he comes back because he's always gonna come back because we know that we're never gonna fucking separate from this guy completely. That was smooth as fuck. He oh, is shit. our fucking Phil. Don't ruin this magic. That I'm, I'm going sorry, with you're with killing your it right now. I had to. Okay. This is what the rum that fucking Aaron provides me with does to me. But anyways, this episode is going to be just, you know, one of the episodes that really showcases the reasons why we started this podcast. Can I I drop some? I've been doing this on my own Instagram. This has been fun for me. Drop in all the options that I have for episode titles written down. (laughs) God, maybe maybe that will please, tease yes, us out yes. so some please, people please do. Please can maybe you know get it. get excited about go with it. Go with know. it. And I, I I will not explain any of it. You have to listen. Okay, so uh let's see. Uh number one, I have not settled. Number two, the blacksmith. Number three, <laughs> nothing left to explore, but everything left to create. 
Yes. Number four. Uh, wait, wait, wait. Uh, fame doesn't make you a dick, Mike Tyson. Um, let's see. Uh, Jeez. pickle game. Uh, ain't no Paul Blart. You got deep on that shit. Kianis Emmanuel. I'm like going back on the timeline of this episode, and you got deep on this. I took a lot of notes, man. Yeah, you did. Uh, and I think the last one is Pavlov's hierarchy of needs. So, oh, so that's where you stopped. So that that we know that's where it stopped. So we also encourage you to listen to the show and see where <laughs> Phil's notes. See how good of a, of a oh, note taker Phil was. Wait, I'm sorry. There's I there's there's two more at the end here. Uh, boundless empathy and love, and empathy isn't a finite hard drive. God, the last one. I vote the last one. Well, then that's that's that must be more than what the fuck does any of that mean? Well, maybe you guys should keep on listening. You should subscribe to the show so you get to your phone every week. You should follow at Let It Bleedcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and then maybe you'll start to get the picture, dum dum. Yeah. Well, we had Aaron on because you know he's going to be leaving us soon, and although we will never completely separate ties, we will always be missing him and his energy and all of the stuff that he brings to the table over here with all of the ever-growing community that we talk about on a weekly basis you know like he's definitely a very essential part of that and he's been with us since the very beginning and so we couldn't be happier to have one of our dearest friends on the show talking just about his experiences in life which you know definitely uh expand across the whole spectrum of experiences because he's been involved in you know so many different types of life the military the fucking festival scene rave scene fucking just being a fucking rad human being and so we hope that you can take something away from this uh we're having a lot of fun with it we won't be around next week so that's why we're doing this and we also want to go ahead and get out a couple things we're uh, taking e3 off yeah taking e3 off that's really right. fucking nerd <laughs> no, just kidding. and proud <laughs> Yeah, he actually has one of the coolest jobs that you can think of. Oh, it's so fucking cool. But, you know, we also have a big event coming up, Phil. Why don't you tell them about it? Oh, oh, wait. Are, are you talking about that Big Bang I keep hearing about? Yeah. Oh, shit. The Big Bang? You mean the one that's on June 28th? No, I'm talking about the thing Carl Sagan was talking about on the Cosmos. Like, no, the, the the other one. Oh, that's got oh Neil deGrasse like, Tyson was talking about it. And liquor box headlining. Oh, that thing. You know the the one that's at that that Union nightclub in L.A. on on the 28th with uh, tickets on presale now with with the uh, you know uh, Eventbrite link in the description of this episode. That one. All right, all right, all right. Oh that's shit. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, well, uh, everything I just said. Yeah. So on the 28th of this month. You have to come out if you like bass or house music. This is one of those events where you don't have to choose. If you like both, go fuck yourself. Yeah, if you like both, then you definitely need to come out. But if you're one of those people who's like, well, it's a house event. I like bass music. I don't want to go. Or vice versa. I only like techno or house. I'm not going because it's the bass event. It's the Reese's Peanut Butter Cups of EDM dance events. You have absolutely no excuse. Mm. Because we've got some fucking headliners from both. We've got some of the great people that you've probably never heard of that will blow your fucking minds. And we've also got amazing artists coming out. And, you know, this is one of the things that we've been leading up to for a while now. Um, We've got a lot of our friends, all of the effort that we've been putting into kind of trying to bring you guys this raw, organic energy, this, you know, true, this true passion for, for creativity. We we're bringing it to you guys on a Thursday night. So 
come out, support, love, enjoy everything that we're bringing you guys. So, bye bang. And then, hey, while you guys are, you know, overlooking that step up, and you got the, the application open, you might as well follow our boy, Mr. Please, over here. That is M I S T E R dot P L E A S. I was almost trying to do that in the rhythm of M E T H O D man. And then I was like, I'm not doing that right now. And so I had to fucking switch that halfway through. Jesus Christ, <laughs> I'm high. I would try to make fun of you in the Method Man version too, but it's way too difficult to point for myself too. Oh, oh, God. As always, you can and follow my me. Baloney has a first name. <laughs> and uh, speaking of Baloney, go ahead and follow his his new adorable uh, snick that is uh, Bodhi's <laughs> Bungalow at B O D H I S Bungalow. B U N Gullo. I'm well, I'm following right now. <laughs> do it. He already has more followers than I do. <laughs> and now, go As ahead. As always, you could follow me at Hood Red Stuff with Reaps, but more importantly, follow all the fucking dope ass artists that I like to share and promote that are my very good friends at the Psychedelic Lions Den. That's psychedelic underscore lions underscore den. Um, I really like what you did uh, a couple days ago, whenever it was, when you when you posted like everybody that you work with, like that the, the fifteen like portraits. That was today. Oh, that was today. That was literally today. Wow. Yeah, you are just like <laughs> you working way too hard, Phil. You need to go to sleep. Oh man. You need to take a nap. Yes, that's yeah. exactly what I'm doing. After literally this. this morning. So, but we anyways, should record these at one a.m. <laughs> go 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 check this out, guys, and you know what? Come out to the art in the park. It's going to be on the sixteenth, the day before Father's Day. So it's going to be on a Saturday as opposed to a Sunday, which it usually will be laying on so come out and create your father a good father's day gift or something you know just hang out and uh have a good time with us shit go out and create your come out and become a father (laughs) man i i had it ready to go i was like you know what nope i'm gonna keep it classy i'm gonna just throw to the ends but instead dave misses q as always to just make it normal so that you don't feel fucked up so i mean i mean you can well, have a shot here you are a doctor so hey. yes i would doctor. be foolish not to take your word for it and as your financial advisor as a doctor oh, i Jesus say Christ. i okay. say you put the lime give me, in the coconut you give me a second <laughs> before i can handle that one right there i think actually that's what you need is some booze <coughs> not the hurricane <coughs> shit because that shit is that'll put you to sleep and give you farts man that stuff is not good for you. I got half a sleep pack forty. I know. There's <laughs> beers down there. Oh, I you. keep forgetting about that. Shit. Really good. Every time I go, every time I go down to the fridge, I open that shit. I'm like, oh yeah. And then I'm like, oh shit, I don't really need a beer right now. I'll come back later, and then I forget immediately. I it's still there. The beer will make me tired. I think I'll grab a couple. But the- <laughs> I'll test your guys' hypothesis out. The hypothesis. Hypothesis. So. What, so what whatever you're rolling, huh? <laughs> yeah, who cares? It don't matter to me. Um, oh, yeah. Well, you know, you know, it, it gets edited <laughs> out wherever we need to get edited out. But 
So what? When are you uh, going to fucking to wherever? To wherever? Uh, I I don't even know. Right now, I've got a couple of variables that I got to be sure about. The chief being, um, when my school benefits run out. Uh huh. So like when. So I'm not sure if. Like I go to school in May and then I get paid in June. Uh huh. So I'm going to school this summer. I'm going to school in June and July. I think I should get paid for July, August first, which gives me through to September first to be out of here. Uh huh. And then, um, and then yeah. So short date August first, long date September first. So you'll be around then for the Kazulu Mountain Jam. I guess. What's the what's the date on that? Yeah, I don't even know. July twentieth, the twenty first and twenty second. Realistically, people will be going on the twenty first as for the one night thing or one day thing. But Mm. I'm gonna try to get there on Friday with as many people are willing to go, so we can save as many spots this time. Mm -hmm. Because by Saturday they were kind of filling up, you know. Mm -hmm. But like I feel like this time around, a lot more people are gonna want to go, and so I want to make sure that we have the spots. It is prime time. Yeah, so I got Definitely. the flyer I'm working on right here. Almost Dude, done. it looks so oh, sick. Yeah. I can now do it. Like, yeah. Your skills, like just watching you over the last couple of years. That might be my favorite one. You, you just, every one cool. I say that. Like you're getting yeah. just better and better and better every time. Thank you, man. It's, it's rad. It's Like fucking... watching that progression is super cool. It's, it's almost like I have a child. <laughs> you know, it's almost I'm like, like no, I definitely that one's <laughs> going on the fucking did. fridge, dude. <laughs> it's almost like I'm my own child. Like I put, I get so excited about these things. Like honestly, like I don't really uh, care to do anything else. It's kind of yeah, absolutely. It's kind of just like what I look forward to doing. Like it's other than you know moments like this, or you know, uh, or if I'm really doing something that I don't know going hiking or something yeah. you know this is pretty much all i think about like when i'm at work i can't really do my job because i'm just like coming yeah. up with other ideas like that's what right. color should i paint this or you know do this or that and uh that's really cool it's it's cool to have something so like fresh and brand new at the age of 30 you know like yeah i love the fact and i tell people that i feel younger and younger all the time and it's because i have not in any way shape or form settled down into anything yet mm-hmm. in life like i've just kind of you know kept the doors open for new discovery and going with it because people are like wait you just got into doing this like a year ago so yeah like at like 30 like you know like perplexed as to like how i haven't already figured out my life and been well on my way to you know like well i'd immediately throw it back in their face and be like what like you've got it all figured out no i mean i gotta figure it out you know you're perplexed that i'm coming up with something new and I definitely don't take offense to it. No, like, no, no. I, not like yeah. in, a, in a bad way. Just sure. like, why are you like, yeah. why are you weirded out or perplexed by the fact that I'm trying something new in it's, my 30s? It's kind of like... It's I'm, the best time. I'm not really surprised though. That's the thing. I feel thing. sorry for that. Like once I realize that, I'm kind of like, yeah, like you're saying, like you kind of, not to, you know, why not you in an elitist sort of way or I mean, a, you know, a grandiose way of, of thinking, but it's not to say like, I feel sorry for them like... Their life is a piece of shit, but it's just kind of like, yeah, you know. But damn. they can't fathom that. It's not yeah. too late, you know. It's like, hell, everything well, should. Yeah. You should always have, you know, some fresh, exciting stuff, some Absolutely. some new things well, that took, challenge you. You know, I've taken I think two kind of art-related classes while I've been going to school doing the aircraft thing. One was the furniture building class. Oh yeah, that was. I cool. built my chair. Yeah. Which is just rad. I love that thing. 
And I took a jewelry making class. Oh, that's right. Which I found out is like way easier than you could possibly imagine. And <laughs> the uh, the tools in which that like I needed to do the job are really cheap and readily available. I've got it. 99% of the stuff that I would need to make a little piece of jewelry on me like right now just in the living room so oh, it's pretty oh cool I thought you meant once... like on you right now I was like yeah at all times why do you keep a soldering iron in your pocket <laughs> it's that's alarming why stuff like any any sort of hobby where it involves creating things getting creative like whether it's art or you know any, anything like a carpentry or, or a skill that you yeah. know you can make beautiful things with once you learn and you get good at the basics. You can, you kind of just start seeing that you can pretty much use anything around you to to make something. Yeah, and that's what's beautiful. You just fucking like like get crafty with it. You MacGyver some you shit. Start, you start not just not just with art, but like you start looking at the world in a different way. Yeah. yeah, you know, like when I started working on airplanes and stuff, like the whole like I need to call somebody else to fix this mentality just went out the window yeah i'm like no i can totally fix this or give me an hour on youtube i'm probably gonna figure it out right and there's been stuff here around the house that i've saved phil hundreds of dollars on and just because i yeah no whenever he was willing to crawl into the attic and find out what the fuck was leaking like yeah you know, i get that same confidence when stuff breaks around here too i'm like yeah aaron can fix this <laughs> Dude. and then i call him and go aaron um <laughs> Well, yeah. It's the only time I wear the pants. Can you get something here. off the top shelf? Yeah. <laughs> well, there's certain people that just like doing that shit. Like you're like my dad in that way. Like he likes to go and watch videos and learn how to save money on the car as much as possible by doing it. And yeah. it's like become his new hobby, you know, like, and that's the beautiful age that we do live in, you know, despite all the disconnect that people complain about with, you know, uh, the internet and everything that that comes along with it you yeah. know our culture but we never ever have we been able to just do anything or learn anything we want you know yeah. you can type in the most random thing in the world that you would never think you could find at even the like the the, the highest paying or the highest uh uh fucking tuition fucking college would serve for you but you know yeah. you could go type it up on fucking youtube and Holy shit, somebody made a video for this and so well, I was teaching you how even to like do this. 30 years ago, your dad would have been like qualified to be a mechanic probably with like the knowledge you get from these things. It's sure, yeah. How yeah. like much of an education you can or get and how qualified you can be on a subject too. like you know. Yeah. No, and it, it's it's a weird th I just noticed there was a cat in here it just moved. <laughs> like for the first time Frankie just perked oh, up. She just <laughs> perked up little Frankie over there. Um oh, on that side. Yeah, but like I it's it's a really interesting thing that people don't really know how to do things anymore. Mm -hmm. You know, um, I remember hearing something a long time ago. I don't remember how how long it was, but um, it was the somebody was talking about people that make horseshoes. Mm -hmm. Who makes horseshoes? Uh, a blacksmith. Yeah. Right. And who knows a blacksmith? Oh, they prefer African American Smith now. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but but like, blacksmith. but but you know, blacksmiths will get paid fifty thousand a year to make horseshoes. Whoa. Really? How many horseshoes? Yeah. Well, I mean, like a lot. <laughs> I'm sure you got to make more than like a few, but like a skilled black, because you can't just like stamp them out like Nikes and be like, all right, cool, you're a size twelve shoe. Like, 
each and every one and sometimes every one for each foot of the horse has to be custom made and they all have to be like very specific and everything oh really and that's like a fifty thousand to a hundred thousand a year job depending on what kind of horses you're working on and nobody knows how to do it anymore so you can you can charge whatever you want yeah it's like okay yeah i'll shoot your horse for a thousand bucks that's a that's a great like uh you know kind of reverse monopoly there yeah and like, but, you, well just because nobody else cares yeah it's, it, because like yeah exactly <laughs> like just nobody stick with it right place at the right, right time kind yeah of thing. <laughs> you just and and it's weird and it's stuff like that you know but it's not necessarily being the blacksmith it's being willing to like become the blacksmith or being willing to try and be the blacksmith or something like that you know like a lot of people now are so focused on whatever it is they're doing with school or their lives or their work or whatever. Like the the the, the whole can do attitude thing. Like try it, you know, fuck it up, and then I'll fix it. You give it a shot, and then I'll fix it. When you if you ruin it, has just gone out the window. Like nobody even like my dad couldn't have taught me how to do any of the things that I'm learning how to do. Uh. Right on airplanes, he just had he he knew some. He's a writer and he knows some computer stuff. And like, that's kind of the extent of his, mm-hmm. his, his wheelhouse. If you want to, you know, he knows other things, of course, but like physically, like I, I am the one that fixed things around my house. And it's just weird. Like it's kind well, that's, of becoming kind of the handiness, like fixer attitude. I think though, that's kind of the, I, I think that that's just honestly relative towards your own individual families and are, you know, which part of the cycle you're on because it's the opposite for me and my family. You know, my dad is that person and I'm not that person. I'm the yeah. type that, like, cause he was well, the Cause you got a guy. Well, cause, cause I, you have somebody. Cause he did that. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're right. You got a guy. It serves yeah. a function. Phil's got a guy. I didn't have a guy. Yeah. So I became the guy yeah. and everybody around me yeah. stopped being the guy. Yeah. They're yeah, like, yeah. we're good. We got, yeah. you know, but there's a purpose. Everybody has like a role, you know, but I like that too. You know, like everybody does have a role. Right, you know, in a and community, if it has to. If you're, and that's what it is. And I yeah. think that our, we talk about this a lot. I've heard you guys talk about it a lot. Is the community, you know, in and if you're two or three degrees of separation from the guy that can do the thing, then I think you're good. Well, that's that's how our shit's good. starting to run. That's now. how it's it like, should. That's how it should work. We need sound. Oh, we got like okay. These guys have a sound system. Yeah, they're you know they can all like come together. Oh, like we need DJs. Like oh, these guys all spin music. We need this. They, we've got these guys over here. We need somebody who can build something. Some random person knows how to weld and fucking do it. Like there's always yeah. one. Like there's always somebody like you around that just like knows how to do yeah. all the mechanic shit. While like other people like Dave and myself are just like, you know, myself's like I don't know. I know how to change a tire. And Dave's like here, you know, go like yeah. take it to the BMW dealer. Yeah. And I'll yeah. Fix it for you. yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's like you adapt to those types or something like that, like whatever the group. We means. all know, like, yeah. Well, we all we all know what we're good for. <laughs> we <all> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But but and, and we're all and we're all great at, at you know we're together. Good tank, I'm a healer, we're, you know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Totally. Totally. I'm an empath. I can feel everything yeah. going on. DPS everything. Yeah. No, he's got this strong DPS everywhere on this side. Yeah. <laughs> it's like God damn it. <laughs> fucking hunter let his animal loose again. Uh, what happened? What? What? That was a World of Warcraft reference. I'm sorry. Oh. <laughs> oh, 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 Jesus Christ. Okay. Yeah, you, okay, jeez, man. One thing I, I, was I, like, I, I was like, I, I knew he Hunter? was going to miss it. Who's Hunter? See, I feel like, I've said this before, but I feel like I'm so the the boxer? not part of, a, like, there's a whole part of the world that I'm missing, and I don't know whether it's for better or for worse, but I just feel that naturally moving into what we're going to begin to, like, 
I'm so, I mean, with technology in general, computers is one thing, but like video games, mm-hmm. like most people I know, like girls, like that whole stereotype with girls and, and whatnot, like not really being into video games. Like I can the show you like gamers. nine out of 10 girls probably play more video games than I do right yeah. now. And it's like, what the fuck? Like, I don't know. I think it's know, like 50, 52 or 53% women, uh, 48% really? men. Yeah. I mean, now, I is that know. like a regular I, thing or like, like. I play video games every so often. I probably put in probably less than five hours every couple of weeks. Um, I want to say, no, I want to say probably less than five hours every have, every couple of weeks. I, I want to say it was somewhere along there. It wasn't like a, a super high bar for entry. Okay. And a lot of it is, you know, uh, women play a lot of like uh, Candy Crush. Phone know? games. Okay. My yeah. mom. All the fucking, so that's the kind of video games you're talking about. Like, yeah, they're video games. That's true. But I'm talking like gamer games. But, you know. There's still a lot of women on there too. Because well, okay, those, so, those are so, more what I'm talking about in terms of like, those are more like, like going into the VR type of world, you know, like putting yourself into different experiences and communicating with people through whatever you know like if you're playing fucking call of duty or whatever you you're you could be on there with some dude from across the world Mm -hmm. talking to him like that's not really how it goes with candy crush and whatnot you know yeah well you know uh, for women giving this a lot i mean not necessarily i've known people that had legitimate communities on playing phone games yeah in their phone like Mm -hmm. through facebook not even like oh every week like (laughs) great like so kind of like that. You remember like fucking Mafia Wars or whatever? I never Facebook. played. I never played. I, I never did either. Yeah. But like my brother-in-law was like super deep into Mafia Wars or some version of that well, game. He was to add just random people and, and yeah, to yeah. play the game and empower each other. And then, and then your best players and friends in the game like sometimes crossed over into the real world and stuff. And then, you know, you end up getting like real relationships. I had a friend from high school who uh, ended up she played uh halo online with this dude from kansas mm-hmm. sorry lance i don't know where you're from <laughs> and um they ended up uh getting married and now they got a kid together no, and they live surprised. here on the west coast and th- from halo online from yeah. like way back in the day yeah and man. you know it's, it's a beautiful it's, thing it's a real thing and it, it's kind of like you know like reading a book you know people nowadays say oh it's, oh it's not like reading a book you know you're not really involved as you were reading a book and everybody that has ever read the book was just you share something that read the entire harry potter series it's like yeah that, okay that's all well and good right but you know i play 75 hours of freaking fallout and i can talk with somebody else about it and then we can start geeking out about that it's kind of like the new books it's that the storylines are right. so yeah. big right. and so intense and so much more elaborate. Now you can be in the story and in the book. You right. know, you can control it a little bit. It's kind of interesting. It's yeah. it's the it's the new great medium. It's it's the twenty first century's like real new media. You know, yeah. we had we had, we had moving books pictures and back then, radio and movies, and then TV, and, and then and now, now we've games. got video games but to give you some sort of you it's, know what i'm what i'm talking about the last video game i ever beat a full game was yeah. on ps1 metal gear solid i mean like, that's a solid win right there right that, game's, but, that game was hard but but <laughs> that's i can't even say that i've come and picked up an xbox controller ever once and like known what the fuck i was doing like not, i don't even know how to start the thing or put like i've just never done it yeah like it's just something in my brain just just like nope you're not going to do video games. You're not, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know what it is. Yeah. I, I remember when my friends used to play Halo. And they used, obviously, those TVs were shitty back then. They were playing in the garage. 
on the split screen uh, four mm-hmm. four way, and I felt like I was having you know either ep- epilepsy or like a, the worst migraine ever too, just because like my eyes as I was trying to like focus on the mm. other person's screen, you mm-hmm. know, and mine at the same time. I was just like, what the fuck? Well, it's because you're not supposed to do that. Well, I that, mean, how could you not? That's like that's unless just, you we, have like we your evolved own... that way. I don't know to man. not be screen peekers. Okay, that is some human evolution stuff right there. I don't know, man. I <laughs> so just, don't don't play God, man. How can, don't play God. Just just see, stay in your lane. Maybe, Watch your own screen. That's, okay? that's the that's the thing. I never don't worry like what stay I'm doing on my own right lane. Side, okay? It's like don't keep me confined to this fucking one box when I can clearly <laughs> see that other one right there. Fuck that. Oh man. Anyways, it's hurting my head just thinking about it right now. Actually, <laughs> like, I miss the... those days when there was a ton of like you know uh, same screen like you know couch multiplayers what they used to call it. Yeah, that's what and it like, was. Yeah. yeah, and that's that was the shit, man. And oh, nobody nobody really but the Switch is doing that anymore. To, so that's to, I'm to, to, to play to play with somebody else, you had to go over to their house. Yeah, and shit, I remember Goldeneye. Now, that fucking, was the dope shit. Like World of Warcraft. Like I'm one of those people. Like I've been to like a former guildmate's like wedding. Like I still talk to, yeah, I still talk to, uh, you know, friends that were in my World of Warcraft guild, like, God, had it been like (laughs) almost 10 years ago now, over 10 years ago. Yeah, me and Phil, we fought, we fought together back in 1999. Yeah. Oh yeah, we're Iraq? No, World of Warcraft. Warcraft. (laughs) On the plains of Azeroth. I got got my buddy, I got my buddy, uh, like Messi from Brooklyn and like, I just talked to him like two days ago. That's rad. Yeah. We like, actually never met. They had problems and shit. Like, dude, we got to go take care of Phil. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, no, we, we talk about game stuff like that. Cause he works in video games too now. And I work in video games and he's like, he's trying to move out here. So we, you know, we talk on the regular pretty much. That's cool. And, and, yeah. and I've never actually met the guy physically in person. Dude. But yeah, but I we're mean, still friends. 10 I years had, later. I had a few friends. I've had a few friends over the years that we, we've, lost touch since mostly because like my real life got so complicated it was hard to keep up with my online life but when i was isolated when i was overseas when i was doing security when i was you know living on my own in la a lot of my social life outside of work was was online yeah Mm -hmm. and it's kind of weird to think like i did have a lot of friends that i've only known online i knew (laughs) there was a girl that i met online in like a yahoo chat room when i was in like ninth grade or some Mm -hmm. shit that and we were friends forever for mm. fuck probably probably like 15 years we were friends online and we'd chat every once in a while and it'd peter off and then we'd like pick back up or whatever and then we finally met in person one time and we were just like mm, no we're not this is a good <laughs> no nah, i think we're cool yeah we're, we're oh. good yeah you're a lot more fun online yeah yeah and i was that like it'd be weird like and, and I like to think that I'm pretty true to myself, but one of the things that's cool about being online for people, especially who don't do super well in the real world, is you yeah. do whatever you want to be. Yeah. You know, and as long as you're not selling anything, go ahead and be whatever you want. If it gives you confidence and makes you feel better about yourself, go mm-hmm. right ahead. But yeah, at the end of the day, like it just, you know, it was weird. We met in person. I don't think we've talked since. And that's why it's <laughs> it's such a whole, it's a whole new frontier that's being explored too, like this this type of dual world that we're living in, you know, yeah. you people say, like, there's nothing left to explore. It's like, no, that's like, that's a whole new thing. Oh know? no, now there's have... everything left to create. Right. Yeah. Create and, yeah. and to be explored. Exactly. So create, explore. Cause this, you know, you're like, you're exactly right. I've, I felt that too, where people on Instagram, you know, like you talk to these people, you could be friends with them and then, you know, you actually meet them and it's just like, wow, like I thought we were really good friends. <laughs> you know, like we yeah. like all the same stuff. Like, I remember there's this one girl and 
not to get too much into it, just in case you know, whoever's listening, but like, mm-hmm. it was like, everybody's like, oh yeah, you know, you guys have everything in common, like, and you guys, and, and we're like, yeah, you know, you're looking at all the pictures and we're going to the same places and we're posting like the same things and the same trite ass quotes, yeah. you know, <laughs> like just all that shit. And you're like, you know, falling into the romantic idea, like, oh yeah, we're, you know, this is, we should definitely meet up and hang out. And then you do and you're like, yeah, no, <laughs> that's not, that's not. Yeah. yeah it's a facade you know yeah but like also you know is does that make it less real what that relationship was in the past what, what you know is, if you're if you're still engaged with somebody like relationship in like the the you know the broader uh, sense of the yeah. world but i mean like you know is that relationship any more or less diminished because in person you don't click well see that's a whole a whole other idea that we're exploring now you know yeah. that we're like like yeah. think of it almost as like ooh. Would this be right, maybe? No, actually, no. I was going to say maybe, like, thinking of, like, somebody who you know just, like, just from online. But, like, they don't. Like, like you're a fan of somebody or something like that. I would maybe apply to that. But then the more that I think about it, the more I'm like, okay, somebody else start talking because that was stupid. Well, that's another <laughs> thing, too, because, you know, you get these... It, we see that with social media and, like, people that have a lot of Instagram fans. And there's people that legitimately... Or, you know, they call them their friends. But mm. it's like, really, you don't know these people and, like... It's a weird thing because it one can look at it as like it's totally narcissistic, but these people do. You see it like they really inspire and change people's lives in a lot of way, and they have a lot of influence over a lot of people. And these people try to reach out to you, and they'll say like, "Oh, you know, you're all my friends," and that's like where people are like, "Well, they're not your real friends. No, they're your fans. They're your f- but 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 like you know, that that is a relationship. That's right? what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. but it is. But that's yeah. what I'm saying. So it's kind of weird because it's like you know we could sit here and talk shit on it, but they really you know if the the person has good intentions or like they're coming from a place like they're not making money off of these people like you know liking yeah. their photos and whatnot, and they're honestly appreciative that these people are like giving them the time of day and they want to be there for these people because they want to be able to use this if they can as a positive platform for something you know because a lot of them. Are it, I'm not talking about the people that are doing like the you know super vain modeling stuff. I'm talking about people that are like you know giving out advice or you know sharing art or you know doing stuff that's inspiring other people. Mm-hmm. Um, because yeah, that's a way to get it out there. The, yeah, there's enough influencers out there who just gen- genuinely like just just care about people, you know. Right. And and they if they have that shared passion, whatever it may be, you know, whatever it is your thing. It's or it's a way makeup, to, you know, comedy, share your political views. Yeah, it's that, politics. You, know, you, know? you can share yeah. all these things that you're trying to make the world a better place. It's not like you're just going on there like and pulling a Kardashian thing and just being like, oh my god, you know, like it's uh it's something you are still able to use as a platform if you want to for for yeah. the better. Think of all that, like the people that are doing well at that, you know, are, are the genuine, genuine people in, in real life too. Mm. You know, like there are people that solely exist online and they're the best version of themselves only online. And in life they suck super balls, but the people <laughs> that are doing great work are the ones that, you know, are just regular people that just happen to find a niche that resonates with other folks. And they've taken that platform and they've used it to the best of their ability to, you know, reach as many people as possible. I think it's kind of neat. Yeah, yeah no, it definitely is. And in, in, in general, just having, having just kind of being in that, that influencer, um, you know, sphere, having met so many of them, so many people like the, the rate of like people who are just, kind of dicks about it and thinking they're all great and shit like that to the people who genuinely just love what they do and care and want to help people 
it is it is a thousand to one just people who genuinely care and want to help people right because i gotta imagine like if you've if you've got such an ego like you're not going to go far in whatever it is you're doing because people just are not going to respect that like you can't we're just talking about that the other day too yeah you can't hide that you know about like you have to be a pleasure to work with if you want to you know sustain any sort of real longevity Mm. in, in what you're doing these days like back in the day when things were different like you see movies where like the whole especially in like the entertainment business and all these other places where things were just rough you know well that was just life like you know people could just treat you like a dick and get away with it mm-hmm. but now it's you know you got to be and it, in fact it was probably almost like praised back then you know to like put yourself at that level and to be a dick you know people back in the day well, you could well, just grab people by the pussy and get away with it <laughs> yeah, yeah well apparently you could nowadays if you're the president too hey. You know, um, but <laughs> that's what he meant by making it great again. <laughs> the good old days. Yeah. But um, yeah, like, you know, we were talking about people in doing any of this stuff. You have to be pleasant to work with. Otherwise, nobody's going to want to work with you. You know, all the people yeah. that are really successful. Appleby was telling me, like, in the movie industry, you know, the people that they've dealt with, the actors and stuff, the ones that are usually successful are the ones that are, they've always been really nice and pleasant mm-hmm. to work with. And they don't like, treat you like a less like a lesser human being you mm-hmm. know they actually treat you with respect mm-hmm. um do you ever see is a episode of how i met your mother i know phil doesn't watch it but mm-hmm. um it's barney talking about the hot crazy scale Pro- I mean, for, for a girl like-, like if she's so hot you can deal with a certain amount of crazy but as the hotness goes down and the crazy stays the same you're like no no i can't work <laughs> with you so like yeah. in the industry or in anything, like you either have to be the fucking best. Like there's a level of bullshit people like are Jim Carrey and Man with. on the Moon. Looking at you, Kanye. Yeah, yeah. or looking at fucking uh, um, Kanye. Uh, yeah, Kanye. Yeah, you have to be a god like Kanye. <laughs> yeah. No, for real, it's it's infinitely frustrating. Every time he does some crazy shit, I'm just like, fuck off, Kanye. Like nobody likes you. And then I hear the album, I'm just like. God, it's really good. Yeah, Kanye. Wait, Kanye. Yeah. God damn it. Yeah, the album is good. Making a fucking fool out of me. His last two, this new one's pretty good. I, like I haven't, it I haven't uh, listened to it yet, yet but, but Life of Pablo was pretty dope. And yeah. the singles that he dropped after his TMZ rant. I, I just, and, uh, I mean. Fuck, they were so good. You know, we were. Well, at some point, you got to just like do with like a lot of people did with Michael Jackson. and be like, you are really good at that thing that I like you doing. <laughs> but everything else we're just gonna pretend doesn't exist you know like you know the king of pop is the king of pop will always be the king of pop never mind the fact that he held a baby all over a railing right or bleached himself but beat it is still a rad song right you know you gotta separate the person from the, the thing you know like tom cruise well, to a certain extent but I, how much is it yeah people making them do that by just like putting all this extra attention on them because like what I i'll do i'll put imagine. the album on i'll listen to him like that's fucking dope but i won't pay two fucking cents of attention to fucking what kanye west is doing outside of that like i don't give yeah, a so shit. that's that's the kind <laughs> of thing that's the kind of thing you know like fucking all these old school artists and stuff that we revere and everything for the what they passed down and the art that we still have access to and what they did and so on like they could have been complete douchebags in their personal life but what we're going to remember them for is starry night but and there is a level of douchebaggery that would just will not be 
that well, will not. This day and age, back. everything's on tape. Everything's recorded. Yeah. Like I, I refuse till the day that I die. I was a humongous Chris Brown fan up until 2009, and I do not. Yeah. Until Rihanna. Until Rihanna bottom. Yeah. Oh man. What is dude? Like when you, it's it's so fucking brutal. You know, I just I cannot forgive somebody like that. I can never watch anything with Bill Cosby in it ever again. Ever. You know. But he never got in trouble. No, he just yeah, he just got he just legit went to jail. Yeah. No, no, Bill Cosby for sure. Yeah, Cosby. I'm talking about Chris Brown. Chris Brown? Yeah. Um, Did he get in trouble? I feel like he got I He got he, a couple of slaps, I feel like but if then he Rihanna came around that, and like apologized and like like said it's okay and I forgive you and all this other stuff and then he was, was But he's like, still acting a fool fuck. and fucking fighting people and doing all this crazy shit. He's off on he's off the deep end, like face tattoos, just like punching girls. He like he hasn't changed or learned a goddamn thing. Why can't people just like Mike Tyson with the face tattoos? Just get one and then just stay that level of weird and ride it out for the rest of your career? I mean Mike Tyson has come around (laughs) to be his own parody, and honestly, I fucking love it. Yeah, oh, dude, he's leaning into it so hard. Yeah, like with all that Adult Swim cartoon that he was doing. God damn, that show was so fucking funny, man. Where was it? Comedy Central. It was Comedy Central. No, I think it was Adult Swim. Well, it's one. It's one of the two, and he, yeah, it was fucking funny. Yeah, he's just being himself. And I saw his uh, God, he had some like documentary or something like that. That was really, that was really impressive. I've like I've heard him talk uh, just about. You know what he's gone through and what he's it's so difficult he's to hear him talk. It's yeah, it's pretty funny. You gotta stick it out. It's like watching an episode of like one of the first Star Trek movies. You're like, man, this is hard to listen to, but I'm just gonna stick it out. I don't know. I think it's great. I love it. It's inspirational. Uh, he, he's hilarious. He's hilarious. He it's it's sounds... great to know somebody that sounds like that can knock out anybody. <laughs> I could just fucking. Oh just... yeah, I wouldn't want to fight him. Like I make fun of him at a distance. He doesn't know where I live. That's fine. It's like, literally I like a do pit it bull. To his face. <laughs> he, like he has like the temperament. I feel like of Jimmy's old pit bull bear, like the the nicest fucking sweetest yeah, dog no, until I, you fucking piss it off and then the just best, fucking dude. oh yeah yeah piece of muscle. So what'd you do tonight? Oh shit! I went to a baseball game. I went to my first Angels baseball game where they what? actually won. Oh no! Okay. I've been to a bunch. Oh yeah. Okay. I yeah. That makes. This sense. is the first one where they actually won. It was a shutout, and they only scored once. <laughs> when there was a pickle at first, and this other dude stole home. Good job, boy. Which is a good like. It was actually a pretty good like, uh, play overall. But I didn't even notice that the dude stole the base because I was watching the pickle between first and second. This is the extent of my baseball knowledge, by the way. Um, but it was fun. You're going to have to define it was pickle good. for me. Uh, pickle? Yeah. You don't know that? Oh, that's where somebody tries to like steal a base. And then, and then let's, the say, let's say the guy on first tries to steal second, right? Yeah. And the guy on second gets a hold of the ball. Uh-huh. And then the guy on first is like running. Back. Oh, okay. has to run back to first, right? And then he has to get tagged out. Yeah. So until he gets physically touched with the ball or a glove with the ball... He's still in play. Yeah. So he can run and jump and backflip yeah. over anybody to. Yeah. To, no, to, that. yeah. You call so that pickle? That's, that's a pickle. That's, oh, okay. so you never seen the Sandlot uh, when they say pickle? Dude. Yeah. And then yeah, you got I Benny don't. the Jet Rodriguez going back and forth. I've yeah. I've seen that movie a couple of times, but just I that term never stuck with me. Yeah. I know exactly what you're talking that's about. That's a pickle. But, okay. That's a pickle. You know, I I just can't even remember the last baseball game that I went to where I remember 
who won or lost. Period. <laughs> it was more. It's more like you go there to drink. And, I remember well, the last time I went to a baseball game and and enjoyed any part of it. <laughs> yeah, I, the the, the I most fun for me, too. I think, is the people watching. I mean, I did spend a lot of time at this game uh, playing the new Jurassic Park game, so. <laughs> um, I caught a Dilophosaurus, which was nice. Hey, congrats. Yeah. yeah. Like on your phone? Yeah. The, so you remember Pokemon Go? <laughs> oh, yeah. Which is still a thing, by the way. Dude, I saw no, a guy just, in my store. Did you see just announced? No. They just announced that there's a Pokemon Go, there's a Pokemon Go like Switch game. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. no, I heard and about that. And you can get your Pokemon from Pokemon Go and put them into the Switch game, and then like play through like the original game, but like new graphics and like actual like crazy shit going on. Well, like the original game, like like. It said it was like in the in the Red Kanto blue, region, original like game, the red like... and blue, but like it's no a new shit. thing. I think with other new Pokemon in it, but Man. it would it would involve like Pokemon Go too. So you got you catch Pokemon like that, and then you do it. Now, a little bit too much of it on the Switch looked like you still catch Pokemon by throwing Pokeballs at them, so I thought that yeah. was kind of dumb. I wanted to be like more, like Play I want to do more battles and stuff like that. Yeah. But I did see in the trailer they have battles. Okay, I haven't seen the trailer yet. I just saw a list of like stuff that was getting released at E3 or possibly getting released. Mm-hmm. And that came up. I didn't know that it was Go related though, so that sounds rad. I'm happy to talk about anybody else's leaks and releases. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing from I don't ours. know any more about that. Yes. Um, <laughs> Anyway, so uh, Jurassic Park. There's a Jurassic Park game that's kind of like Pokemon Go. You walk around or whatever, and you play the game, and you like control this little drone that shoots DNA extracting darts at different dinosaurs and stuff, and you level them up, and you can actually battle other dinosaurs. Sounds like my early twenties. I never, <laughs> right? Uh, I never, uh, I never played Pokemon Go, but I've been playing this, and it's, it's a lot of fun. And it's got dinosaurs instead of Pokemon, which... Dude, Pokemon Go, like, I, I was in on it, you know? I fucking got into that. Yeah, I remember you and, like, nine other people running out of the house of a party one time because <laughs> there was a Pikachu down the street. Uh, it was a Charizard. How okay. dare you? Sorry. I would have gone for the Pikachu, but whatever. Uh, we weren't in desert regions very often. We had to take advantage of the situation. That's fair, yeah. You, yeah. <laughs> I remember at Comic-Con, people were just coming through. Uh, the gallery Dude, just Kong like to catch like because they realized there was like a gym nearby or yeah. whatever the fuck that meant yeah there was a, a pokemon gym yeah there's pokemon like they gyms. train those little motherfuckers to go lift weights or comic con there was like rare pokemon like every five feet and everybody oh, was just yeah, like sprinting sense. around back and forth doing that yeah that year that it was out holy shit that was that was crazy i spent a good chunk of that comic con doing that and day. then like two months later like nobody played it at all yeah <laughs> no, I'm shocked there are still people that like play. A lot it. of like, people lost a, a lot of weight playing that a game for two months. Amount of people play. Really? They no, lost no, a lot legit. Of weight like, playing. no. I, I saw some stories online of people losing like these are these are cats that like never leave the tops, right? They've yeah. always got like a fucking either controller in their hand or fucking Cheetos and Red mm-hmm. Bulls, like. But they, it got them out of the house. It got them some daylight. Got them some vitamin D. They went and met people in real life, like it. It was red. Like, say what you want about it, but I thought that it, I, it I actually that did a lot right of good. There is the future it also better that people at, run over by know? cars. Not, yeah, I'm a Darwinist. Fuck it. Yeah, I, yeah. No, I, I agree. Completely. I'm sorry if you are too dumb to not look up from your phone while you're crossing a street because there is a fucking EV at the end of the pier and you have to get there right fucking now, and you get hit by a car. Yeah. So what about the people that I'm get too fast because they can't get up off their asses without a video game? 
they're probably not going to well, breathe that's, either. That's like I we, said, I'm a Darwinist. The next thing <laughs> down the pipeline is maybe it's not necessarily virtual reality, but it's augmented reality. You know, yeah. that is going hand in hand with it. And I've seen some very impressive stuff, especially when I was at the Game Developers Conference um, just a couple months ago. Mm-hmm. And the, the AR technologies that they're working on and stuff like that are fucking insane and i saw the whole like you know google maps api they're opening it up and adapting it for gaming and stuff like that. oh yeah that's, so that's what this is going on. That's, what, what, that's what that's what um that's what uh yeah no you're ooh, that, not ooh. not too far off yeah <laughs> i don't man i don't know i'm caught up on the show right now i don't know if i want to uh i don't want oh to no, no no i don't i do not want to talk about it because it's fucking great right now it's crazy but i don't want to you know spoil anything for people who are like too far behind red like, fucking ar though like i can just pop a velociraptor right here in the room it's red oh that that was Frankie. That's not a Velociraptor. <laughs> but yeah, no, that shit that shit is very cool. I'm excited for like yeah, what's yeah. gonna be coming up like somewhat soon, you know. And lot lots of dope VR stuff. Oh shit, look at this. There is a raptor on my coffee table, and that is very upsetting. Yeah, this is right. Uh, my my coworker Somebody um, shoot it. My gallery assistant actually uh did that in the gallery because we had Star Wars stuff in there with Yoda, like a Yoda oh, yeah. a dope ass Yoda statue, so he had R2-D2 fucking in the gallery and he took a video of it and it looked real as fuck and it like moves around you and shit like it looks real like when you have somebody moving around it and stuff it's it's insane. Just this little program that comes on the new. Yours is an Android, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So and we're just getting started. Yeah, I just man. got the S nine. There's some there's some cool stuff coming up, and we got E three next week, which I am super fucking pumped about. Yeah, I'm gonna be out there. We can finally. After that, we'll finally be able to talk about what cool shit we got coming out. That what's, is the uh, Electronic Entertainment Expo. That is the like the play like the world premiere for every like video game. Like every big company kind of goes down there doing E three, and then they talk about the releases and we kind of officially do rollouts and presentations and drop trailers and just yep. thousands and thousands and thousands of people. Hundreds of thousands, I think. I wish I had time to come down and like, like roll with you guys again. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, man. It was, was a lot of fun. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited for this year. We got a lot of really cool shit coming up. It, yeah, I'm just pumped. I'm I love this time of year. I mean, it's crazy. Like, I'm going to work. No, I say it's better than Christmas. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No doubt. No, it's like... I mean, every year it's like 12-hour days, like back to back to back to back to back to back to back. Yeah, but it's fun anyway. It's 12-hour days that if you had the free time, you'd be there anyway. It's the easiest, like, 12-hour days I've ever had to work because you're just constantly just going and so excited. Like, some of my fucking, the best stories of my life are from that show. So The cool thing I like about it, too, is, like, you really have this opportunity to interact with the fans, the real, for real people that like this shit. And that's the coolest part. Kind of help like, them along and set the tone and yeah. just be like, dude, have you checked out this fucking thing? Like, holy shit, you're gonna you need to relax. I need to relax. We both need to relax. And then you need to go look at this thing and just appreciate it for what it and just like really set the tone for it, you know? I naturally get super excited about shit and about games and even about the game. If I didn't work for them, I still get excited about those yeah, games. Exactly. So for it to be my job to get anyway. other people excited about that shit, it's so easy. Man. Are you going to Comic Con this year? Uh I'm not sure yet. Because I hope not, because that's the weekend that I'm doing Kazulu. Oh, I'm pr- okay. I pretty much. Uh, well, I'm not going. Well, I don't. I I doubt it because we didn't have a presence the last couple of years. So or much of one anyway. So I uh, I don't think so. It's not looking likely. But uh, I got. I felt like I got what I wanted out of it the last couple of years. I you know, it's. I've been looking at this. It is a lot of work, <laughs> at least with what I was doing, having to run around and do all this extra shit you know oh yeah it's definitely a ton of work but i just it's that's another one of those things where i just have so much fun there i just i'll go and i'll go and i'll go until you know 
until they make. I home. imagine it's a lot different with like the where you're actually involved and you've got games to play rather than just like work and dealing with customers that like aren't playing video games. You know, they're yeah. like wanting to buy shit and they're like pissed off because they're tired and hungry and crowds and yeah, like they were they thought they were going to get an autograph by and photograph with Stan Lee. That's why they waited in four four hours of line. But you know, his handler said like no. Uh, that's after rough. five minutes and like no, like 90% of the people didn't get to see him nah, then damn. you have to be the one to explain to these yeah, fucking that's, people that's, that's pretty rough like, nah, what the pretty fuck rough. happened yeah, I've been down there have you ever seen a nerd riot a nerd riot yeah that sounds like <laughs> that's what would happen pretty yeah. much just a fucking nerd riot it'll be like that scene from I can like count it. it'll be like that world war z sauce. where like all the zombies are coming over the wall and it's just a fuck it's just nerds with like bunch of like weird hats and like really bad claws play and sacks full of merch and the problem though yeah. is that like the, <laughs> the nerds the tantrums that get thrown yeah. it's not like like back in the day like the you know the type of stereotype for nerds where they're like young and they're still in their adolescence and you could just like brush them off like now they're like grown-ass women and <laughs> men adults. that like fuck they're adults that are <laughs> and angry and pissed pounds. off and they write bad yelp reviews and they like <laughs> fucking you know like they fucking go and complain about you and like it sucks. Oh, man. I'm no, 95% sure that I'm leaving <laughs> California. 95% sure. Um, I don't know where exactly. Um, the industry, the aircraft mechanic uh, field is starving for qualified people. I met with, um, with a guy not too long ago and I, I hadn't even sat down. It wasn't even a formal interview. Like I just went in to talk to the guy about what... The industry was like and, and whatever and just really you know he, he used to be a neighbor of ours and I just wanted to go see what it was you know it was really more of a fact-finding mission on my end than anything else and before I'd even sat down this guy asked me if I wanted an application so this wasn't something that carried over from the Marines for you then well it kind of was so I got out of the military where I, I started working on airplanes in Japan and then I did three years of doing uh, embassy security and then I got out and then I did private security for a couple of years and realized I hate doing security I'm really good at it but I just don't like that that field that you know you constantly it's it's really stressful and yeah you're constantly keyed up you're always on call you know that kind of you have thing. to deal with you have, it's like you're you have situations where it could be as trying as like a cop having to make a decision for something, but like you're even, you don't have the authority necessarily. Or I feel you, like that job's even way harder than a cop. Yeah. Like you, you're, you're responsible for so much more than what you're getting like, you know, paid for. And I you, mean, in a, in, in a way, in a way like, okay. Yeah, you're right. I don't want to, I, I, I felt, <laughs> well, no, and, and not to belittle police or anything, but you do, you have a whole police force behind you, you know? And, and if some situation uh, were to get to a head where you had to make a really serious decision that involves somebody's life, then I can't imagine what kind of a shit show that would be. Right, because most of the time you see some security people and you'll see like, like all right, that guy's just like literally just taking a job. He doesn't have to do anything. Well, no, and no. Some and, people and, have and, to do some shit. Like no, and to be perfectly clear, like I wasn't a bouncer. I was a bodyguard. I wore a bulletproof vest and I carried a gun. And I protected some very high profile clients that actually did, based on their past and based on their history and based on a lot of things, really did require right. that level of protection. 
Yeah. Uh, and I worked for the premier executive protection agency in the country, if not the world. Like, that's, you know, yeah. I, I wasn't a bouncer. Much different than, like, <laughs> the guy that's cruising around in the little security car. Yeah, I wasn't, yeah, like, for not it. quite that. Not yeah, quite I was exactly. an allied Much universal. I wasn't, you know, no, no. I was... Those guys that scare really, the really shit high-end. out of you in their fucking cars at night when they're riding behind you yeah. and you're like, fuck, why is this cop tailing me? And then yeah. like, they pass you on the freeway and you're like, oh shit. Yeah. That's just a fucking... You ain't exactly. no Paul Blunt. That's a, no. <laughs> that's just a guy trying to go... like. A, anyway, yeah, car. yeah. So, so the, I, I, I'm really good at it and I did a good job and, and, and I learned a lot and I'm really glad that I have that education. It gives me a lot of confidence just walking around in my day-to-day life. But... I, I realized that I don't want to live my life like that. So I, I left that job and then I went and I took a job in Orange County uh, in Irvine doing some retail or uh, real estate stuff. Did that for a couple of years. And then after they fired me or laid me off, I was like, well, why don't I go back to school? I can either try to get another job that's going to pay me 50000 60000 a year or I can go to school and get some skills under my belt and do something that I really like. So I went to culinary school. And Orange Coast College has one of the best culinary programs in the country. They have a competitive uh, culinary team. I didn't know that was a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and they compete around the country. And um, at one point in time, they were like second in the nation which was my nice. program. So I was doing that and that was fun. And I learned a lot. Um, but I realized the program was producing professional chefs and restaurateurs, neither of which I wanted to be. It's a pirate's life for me. So why did you get into it? Um, the culinary, culinary school? school? Yeah. Well, cause I, I, I love to cook, but you didn't have any like idea or you didn't really want to get into like a career with it though. Well, I didn't know that I didn't want a career in it. Okay. And I, and I didn't necessarily, want a career in it at the time it was just like well let's go to school i love to cook okay. right i i i at that point i had tried business i tried environmental science i tried oceanographer i tried marine biologist i tried stripping uh i almost did try stripping but that's you gotta take a trip in the way back for that one um but I, you know in in school i tried a bunch of things and and my problem is that i am so interested in so many things but not enough in any one thing dude you're like me to be yeah. like that's the fucking thing like like i envy people that are just like no i know that this is what i have to do with my life or from like a young age like they figured it out yeah, before they graduated yeah. high school fucking like they already went to but I mean, like, how often does that actually play out it, it to where doesn't. it is, or to where they they stay happy? You know, they're yeah, not fooling and, and it probably doesn't, and it right. probably doesn't, right? So, I, I was so I went to culinary school because I wanted to learn how to cook better or whatever, um, and uh, I realized I didn't want to be a professional chef. I was like, well, fuck, what what do I want to do now? And I the the I started thinking about my life and all all of the wide variety of things that I've done. Right. And um, and what I enjoyed doing most. And I, I came to the realization that while a lot of people are told throughout your life, find something you love and figure out how to make money doing it. And you'll never work a day in your life. Right. Everybody's heard that. You know, or or find the thing that you love and do that, and 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 that's it. That's what you should do. I'm not that kind of person. I was like, well, 
really, I just need to find something that I don't hate doing, something that I'm reasonably decent at, and something that will afford me the opportunity both monetarily and time-wise to do the things that I'm passionate about. And I can be happy. I can grind out something that doesn't make me sick to my stomach, that gives me enough free time and enough money to do the stuff that I am passionate about. And I think in me, that can create a balance. Yeah. You know, so I can work in this case on airplanes and uh, for four or five days a week, 10 hours a day. And I could have three, two to three days off every week and to do what I want. Right. To do woodworking projects, to do jewelry projects, to fucking travel, to do whatever. And when I started thinking about it that way, I realized that um, the aircraft thing kind of slid into place. Because I was already going to Orange Coast College at the time. And they have uh, a pretty damn decent aircraft maintenance technician program, AMT program. Um, that has a long history in the industry and uh, all throughout Southern California. People know these guys. Um, and it, it was right there. I didn't have to think about it. I didn't have to go somewhere else. I didn't have to transfer schools. I didn't have to move for school or anything. It, it was right there. And I was like, fuck it. I'll give it a shot. Worst it's like a scenario. nerdy sitcom. You know, yeah, but so the nerdy guys. Is there Instagram. now yeah. at this point, though, um, you know, because it sounds like it's still something that's relatively new. For you, you know, I no, mean, no, I'm, I'm, and this is the interesting part for me, right? you're kind of coming back based on my it. personality and all of the things that I've tried, all the false, false starts that I've had, all the things that I've like plowed into gung ho and just, just fizzled out and, and died. I'm two and a half years into this program. Uh-huh. I have one class left. And then I'm going to go take my test with the FAA and I'm going to get my license. But do you not, what my, my thing was, I was going to ask is, is there no way for you to advance to a point where it's even beyond just doing, you know, like, like you can get to a point where you're like, you really are enjoying the fuck out of what you do because you have even more of a role than what you're like, the, what you have right now is just like the worker. You yeah. Know, you can like create and you can, you know, get more creative in your field. So, okay, so there's two parts to that, I think. There's two parts to that. Uh, first of all, I don't want to be an engineer. Mm. At this point in my life, I have no interest in being the guy that invents new aircraft. Mm-hmm. I just want to be a mech. Okay. I just want to turn wrenches. That's my happy place, mm-hmm. right? I really like the idea of not being able to bring my work home. Dude. I relate to that so much. Go on. Sorry. Right. I'll get back to that. And, and I don't, I don't want to be on call. I don't want to be in traffic, driving home from work, crunching numbers and thinking about algorithms and trigonometry in my head. Like I, I don't want to do that. I want to go to work. I'm going to clock in. I want to turn wrenches. I'm going to wash my hands. I'm going to clock out. I'm going to go home. Right. Right. So that when I'm home, I'm home. Yeah. Cause there's no fucking need for me to bother my mind at all with you know, fucking struts or avionics yeah. or anything. Yeah. As the over-exasperated size of the both of us think, <laughs> oh yeah, fuck, that's what people are supposed to do. Yeah, no, we both are... are, are because I've done it. Because life. I've been in your oh, shoes. Yeah, because absolutely. I've lived it. Because I've been on call 24 hours a day for months at a time 
you know, doing security and other stuff. And I was just like, no, I don't want to do that. Yeah. Right. <clears throat> so I don't really want to be an engineer. That's another level of maintenance. That's another level of thinking. That's much, much, much more math and physics and stuff. And I can, I can make over a hundred thousand dollars a year just getting my hands dirty. Like that's, that's fine. Just turning wrenches, as you say. <clears throat> and as far as the satisfaction of my work, Right. I think that everybody can appreciate um, the process and the satisfaction and the sense of accomplishment of showing up and having uh, parts and tools and a manual. And who's a manual? <laughs> Sorry. God damn it. Sorry. Emmanuel. Derailed me. And a manual oh. um, or a series of manuals and, and, and taking all of those elements and putting them together and creating a real thing. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like working on the fucking Death Star version, uh, the Lego Death Star every day. Well, you serve <laughs> a purpose. What's that? You, you you are serving a purpose like as a function to society by doing those things because regardless... You know, there are different people, I feel like, and it's not to say it in a grandiose type of way, once again, where, you know, some people are meant to be better than other people. Because I don't believe that that, that there's any sort of role that's necessarily better than the others. But what's up? I was, but oh, no, no, continue. But what I'm saying is like, so for my father, for instance, and I compared you to him earlier because it seems like it's more of like that, you know... Um, you guys have more of that the know-how, the resourceful guy to go do these things where people ask you to do it, but then yeah. you know they have a different skill set. And so in every job, you know there needs to be the muscle that does this and that. And it's not to say it's any greater or any less. It's just that's part of the function, and that yeah. you're kind of realizing that your function is to do something like that. Like that's what my dad always told me. He's like, you're not going to love every single thing that you fall into, but yeah. you can learn how to do something and do it well. And, you know, and, and get by by doing that. And for me, it was always hard to like do that because I've realized on my own that I can't work for anybody else. I have yeah. to kind of because I have too many of these crazy ideas that are just going off all the time. But I got into what I'm doing right now from a job where I was doing more of a physical thing. <clears throat> and I had all these ideas for my creativity that I wanted to like work on them. Then I was like, OK, well, you know, they're you're good at you're good at this and you know this and that would you want to work in the gallery now okay so i do that thinking you know it's great and I, I talk to people and i use part of like what i'm gifted at is talking yeah. to people and getting them you know passionate about the art because i'm passionate about the art yeah. but i'm starting to realize that sitting around behind a desk and doing this one thing that to so many people seems like a lucrative opportunity you know trying to sell and make money by doing that you leave me to my own devices behind a computer i'm thinking about what i want to do I'm not thinking about hitting the people up and twisting their arm to, to buy art. I'd rather go back to the job where I'm like doing a function, you know, like that they tell me like, okay, go here, deliver yeah. this here, pick this up, take this back here. Cause then I could still <clears throat> in my mind, think about all the things that I want to do and then go home and do them. <laughs> you know, yeah, like what see, you're so, saying. so, so that's, that's kind of where I'm at. Mm -hmm. Right. Where I just like, I get it. Yeah. I used to say when I was referring to our community, right. I used to say things like, I'm not an artist. You mean us Mexicans? Huh? You mean us Mexicans? That's oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, no. And for sure, I'm still not the whitest <laughs> person in this way. room. Um, you probably know more Spanish than I do. I definitely don't. Oh, really? Okay. Well, it's, then. It's, that, that'd be unlikely. Go ahead, think about it. I know 
more Japanese, Arabic, and German than you do. Did you know what a chismosa was? Uh, I looked it up after you, your first <laughs> post, like, months ago. <laughs> so, we were, yeah, we, we, we no. totally fucking... It was funny because we were with the Demur, sorry, sidetrack, we were hiking, and then they were, like, saying, oh, yeah, we heard somebody say it at, like, the library or something like that. And, like, we looked it up, and we found out what it meant. Like, I was like, yeah, no, it was a real word. I wasn't just making up a word. <laughs> yeah. Now, today's next word of the Spanish slang term of the day is sconca, and that refers to a nasty, scandalous slut. Yeah. And they're like, oh. <laughs> Could you just, like, on your Facebook, like... Mexican word of the day? Yeah, well, no, I used to think it'd be a fun thing to do to, like, um, do, uh, this total sidebar, then I'll go back to what I was talking about, but, like, an SAT prep word of the day, and then just post that with a definition and then an example and be like, okay, kids, now, now go out and use this word in, in the real life. And then later, you know, post about how you actually use that word. I thought that'd be fun. You should do that with like Mexican slang words. But then see, here's the funny words. thing is I'm like the worst person to do that too, because I would get <laughs> so much shit. Here's this true story from junior high. Okay. I remember these kids were like saying shit like they were, they were saying stuff and uh, they said, Tu no sabes. And I was like, what is he saying? What is he saying? Because people were laughing and because somebody said that to me. Yeah. And they were just laughing. They're like, Tuna oh. is not a base. They're like, you're like, you don't even know. Tuna I'm sense. like, no, I know I don't know. So what were they saying? Like, you don't even know, fool. And I was like, no, I know I don't know. What were they saying? And then somebody, so it took it took after a long time for somebody to be like, no, wait, listen to this. Because they're saying, tu no sabes means like, it means you don't know. Yeah. In Spanish, but I was just like, uh, what do they mean? Thinking so you didn't fun know that like, you're saying you don't but know. They're like, you don't know, fool. Dude, like, what, what does mine know? say? But yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was a literal like. It was it was literally like that. It it was so funny and embarrassing at the same oh, time. No, now that is funny. Like, this yeah. is funny. I'm like, I know, I know. What are they saying? It means do you don't even know? You don't even know, fool. So so, as I was like traveling the world and I've been. A few different places, but uh, spent a year and a half in Japan, a little, little over a year in Germany, a little over a year in Latvia. I was in uh, Syria for a while, and uh, the first thing that I tried to learn in those languages, be t- be- besides, uh, Elvish. Yes, no, thank you. <laughs> Elvish. And be- besides, yes, no, and thank you was um, how do you say? So, so in Spanish, yeah, yeah. So in Spanish, yeah. Well, no, no, and, and it was red. It was red, like, like como se dice, like this, right? So I'd learn that phrase in every language, each language, right, right. So I'd be like, how do you say phone? Which how do you is what say in uh, beer? How do you say Arabic. car? How do you? Oh, I fucking don't even remember anymore. <laughs> um, but, but it was a really fun thing. Um, that's the, it, it's such a great icebreaker meeting because when you want to learn something people want to teach if yeah. you act like you know something or you're not willing to do it, that's when they hate you but if you if you go to a spanish person and you're a white guy straight up and you're like como si they say this they'll have fun with it and they'll teach you they want you to know because yeah. like you want to know what like their, like their here in the u.s is. maybe not but like if i went to fucking to to mexico city or to cabo or something right and i was just like no no for real like como si say like this thing like how do i you know how do, how do we let's learn how to communicate with each other right they they would they they would react completely differently and then everywhere i went 
that was one of the first things that I learned. So I learned some some pleasantries, a yes, please, thank you, no, thank you. Can I have another beer? Where's the bathroom? Where donde está la biblioteca? Like the whole fucking thing, right? Where's and the then, library? How many? How often did you use that? Since uh, really? No, not ever. Actually, <laughs> what was really funny? So I was doing the library. I don't know what you're laughing about, right? That's a I, wonderful place. Yeah, I know. It's like you know you what kind of education you can get with like seven dollars and fifteen cents a late fees at the public library. Just like you don't need to go to college. That you anyway. can't get YouTube or Google, right? Um. So. <laughs> It's actually pretty... No, I actually will make a case. Like, I'm not going to do it right now, but I will make a case. The library actually is a pretty dope place. Well, yeah, because of everything that goes with it, though. It's an experience. Like, it's like going to watch a movie in the movie theater. Like, you're getting something out of it. Like, you go to a movie... You go to a library... But it's not the same. If you've been to the library... If you haven't been to the library in the last 10 years, like, it's not the same library. Like, it's updated. It's modern. It's, like, actual, like, resources and stuff like that you would need. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Kids, if you're hearing this, (laughs) go to the library. Yeah, Yeah. I'm impressed by the library. Yeah. Get yourself a library card. Um... But no, so like, for, like, for, so one of the things when I, uh, not when I was in Japan, but when I was in um, Journey, Germany, Latvia, and Syria, <laughs> I worked for the embassies, right? And um, I was, uh, we were called Marine Security Guards. We were the last line of defense in case anything happened at the embassy or on the embassy grounds. So they got fucking invaded or mm-hmm. whatever. We were there. And um, part of our job was to learn uh, these mission essential phrases, right? So things like, get on the ground, put your hands up, please walk through the metal detector, let me see your passport. Um, Lift your sack and spread them. So what? what? Lift your sack and spread them. (laughs) God damn it. I don't know why you stop for me every uh, time. Do you you have any weapons? You know, that that kind of a thing. And... um, and it, it was a list, and I don't remember hardly any of them anymore, but it was a list of probably 30 phrases that we had to learn and we had to uh, know possible responses for uh, in every country, in every language. So German, Latvian, and uh, Arabic, right? And um, we had language classes uh, either once a week or once every two weeks where the instructor would come in and they would drill us on those phrases and then they would teach us other things. You know, it wasn't just like, do you have any weapons? Do you, you know, it wasn't just that. It was a whole bunch of other stuff. Um, but it was real fun to, to go out into the, the community, like go to a bar or something and meet a girl at a bar in Germany, for example. And I'm, Tall, white, I had short hair at the time, blue eyes, like I passed for a German until I opened my mouth, right? As soon as I open my mouth, everybody in the bar knows so I'm you American. you walk up like, hey, Montfrollo, <laughs> do you know where the library is? Do you know where the um, And you're talking to a girl, a German girl, and she's like, oh, what do you, do you speak any language? And you're like, yeah, yeah, no, I totally, yeah, definitely speak some of the language. She'd be like, oh, oh, really, what, what do you speak? Like, say something, say something, like, like we do. Oddly enough, to like anybody that comes here, it's like, oh, say something in your language, your mm. fucking weird language. Um, they do the same thing to us, which is actually kind of funny. Really? Yeah, no, okay. yeah, yeah. Well, like, not not so much like we're like, say something in Turkish, right? Say something in your weird language and then we laugh about I it. I always feel so we We go to their country and they're like, say something my language. Yeah. You know, so it's a little bit different, but it's also kind so of I the never same. experienced that. Maybe because I was too afraid because like I definitely like. Well, I, I always led with like, yeah, I, I do speak a little. Like as Americans, it's kind of like 
I want to, you know, in in one way, like slap the fuck out of us for not being. Oh, the I way say that to anybody from the Midwest or Canada. Like, they you, you've you've been a few places. You should read a book called The Ugly American. It's a good book, right. and and it. it, it I'm just really... saying we, and compared to them, like as far as like understanding different cultures and like their languages, like we yeah. do not give it enough attention. To the way that they like, you know, you can go in almost anywhere else other than like in Spain, where in like deep Spain, not like Barcelona or fucking, um, you know, like if you go to Madrid, they're just like, no, we don't speak English. And, you know, you go to like, parts oh, of no, France, J- Japan was like that. Yeah. They they told us from the get, they're like, look, everybody speaks English. What? Don't don't fucking like every old woman, every single person on this island speaks english right and in most so places, don't be they, running around talking shit thinking like nobody knows what you're talking about no no no. everybody that's knows. not what i'm saying i'm saying like it sucks because like you know they come here and like people like there'll be people from france for instance that'll come here right and yeah and they'll try their hardest to speak english mm-hmm. with what they know which is a, a bunch more than we fucking know of French that's for sure sure yeah and the second that they can't comprehend or they can't fucking speak to us or communicate with us an American be like oh those fucking French they're a bunch of assholes yeah aren't they a bunch of assholes <laughs> it's like or you go to France and then you get an American that goes over there demanding fucking something in English but they're not willing to talk to you or speak to you in English Oh, they're just a bunch of fucking assholes. Well, well but, Americans are assholes, to, man. Maybe, to, to be fair, though, on the asshole scale, and and I've never been to France. Disclaimer, and I've I've heard from a few people, not all of them that I trust, that like on the asshole scale, like the French and the Americans are are kind of on the same. That's what I'm saying. No, though. I, we're all people. Yeah, and this and, is, and that's what it is. Is we're all fucking. We're the all same. fucking we're all people. But I will say that I was still embarrassed that like at the fact that like even the ones that were French that like that didn't want to because that's a whole other thing if they don't want to do it for uh, you know to make a point because they're not trying to let everybody come in there and just fucking do it. Yeah. I felt like they still knew it better than I did, which. You know, like the the idea that like it's never even like crossed my mind to like feel that it was necessary or that it was like something that we should just want to do. Like you know, like you should be curious. Like there's other you there's should. this whole other language out there that these people speak. And if you were to ever have to commute, like it literally is like a whole other world. You know, like language is so essential to. But it's to, a trip because it's the same though. I walk through it, Paris it and it could same. be, it, it, it almost at times feels like it could be like, oh, these are just people. Like a lot of this feels the same. I see a lot of the same stores. I feel like I'm like, walking through LA. Know, and San man. Like, it makes me feel like it's no, no, it was always the same for me walking through markets and malls and department stores and grocery stores and stuff. Wherever I was, it, the, the, the din of just like the general noise of people oh. walking and talking yes yeah. i know what you was always the same yeah well, it, it, it's like i didn't necessarily like walking through streets down here I, I hear things and i pick up on things because i know the language but when you're let's say talking with someone in your group and you're having a conversation the noise around you you're not paying attention to for me it was always the same yeah, no, I completely agree with that. I yeah. came back from the first time I ever went to Paris. One of the trippiest things. As, so, as soon as I got back, it took me like two days for conversations. Exactly what you're talking about. Conversations that I was like walking by, wasn't necessarily hearing. They all sounded like they were in French. Even when I got back here. To realize you can understand them. None yeah. of them were. But everything sounded like 
French. And I could yeah. see that. I could definitely see that it would be in, in that way completely relative. Like you can draw the same the similarities from from every language in the way that humans interact with each other in in yeah. similar settings. For sure, most definitely. But it goes along with the other the the idea I'm talking about is like, you know, even in Spanish, you know, which is probably the thing that we deal with the most here where we can, you know, like mm. that they're so you know, among us the most where it's like people can kind of understand that one or both of them. There's still certain words that you can't completely translate and ideas that mm. you can't completely translate sure. into the other language. Sure, and so like, like that Eskimos alone, got like 11 words for snow. Right, right. And so, but that that alone, you know, and, and, and you know, the idea that you're taught at a young age too here that like Amer- that English is actually the hardest language to to teach and learn because oh, it of, is. All, it, of mm. all of the things it and we're just so used is. to it. So that's what I'm saying though, is like, even though we all as humans have similar, uh, you know, similar basic needs, we have similar basic functions. We all, you know, communicate about the same things. There is just a, a weird gap. That's always going to separate slightly, um, you know, everything. I, I don't know. Well, okay. And that's, and that's, uh, it's, it's, because it's the whole it, of the world that so, exists. So, so, <laughs> you know, so, like lots so of them. Lots I, I kind of know what you're talking about. You take, for example, you know, uh, in English, you have a 26-letter alphabet, right? Uh, in German, you have all the same 26 letters with some special characters and letters, and I can't remember how many total there are. In Latvian, you have uh, 37 letters in their alphabet. And then I drop down to Arabic. They only have 18 letters in their alphabet, right? But to kind of talk about what you're talking about, the, the, the difference is um, is a cultural language difference. It's not an emotional difference because we are all the same because we all think about the same things and we all love the same things. We all want the same things. We all need the same things. We need, you know, if you look at fucking... Pavlov's hierarchy of needs. It's not different for somebody from fucking New Zealand than it is for me here, right? I've got access to more of the things that I need to fulfill that pyramid than maybe somebody from fucking Sudan, right? But also maybe I don't, right? Because I'm cluttering what I think should be in that fucking pyramid with all this fucking bullshit, right? And then you've got the Amish people in like the northern United States, it's a great point that are crushing Pavlov's hierarchy of needs with no power. It's don't write in. We know it's Maslow's. Oh God, Pavlov. It is Maslow's. <laughs> sorry, sorry, Pavlov. Sorry. I was Pavlov. the first one going. The second that's one, I was like, okay, I, that is I feel rum like somebody's going to lose I usually, I usually get that one right. I usually get. Sorry. No, no, no. It's okay. Well, you Pavlov, know, Maslow. Yeah. Um, right. So like that, that, that hierarchy. Like we all have the same basic everything right and the only differences between us really are are some cultural things and a language barrier that um can totally be overcome and if we can learn how to appreciate our cultural differences and understand our communication differences then 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 we can become citizens of the earth right and I, I think as long as, especially this country, like, you know, refuses, like, goes kicking and screaming into the whole, like, nah, like, this is America, we speak English. Like, no, like, actually right. get some culture because we're the only country that I thinks think like that. I, I have well, there's, a, there's, a, there's a joke, right? If you're, 
If you speak three languages, you're trilingual. If you speak two languages, you're bilingual. If you speak one language, you're American. Yeah. And that sucks. I I was at school a few months ago and there was this lady sitting next to me, just a little over that way. And these three girls walked by and they were speaking uh, their native language, some Asian language I don't understand. And they were all walking by, having a conversation, minding their own business. And this lady sitting over next to me was just like, hey, we're in America. Speak English. And I was just like, you're such a fuck. And I told her, I was like, hey, that was that was really fucked I up. I hope she gets hit by a bus. Well, I told her, I was like, hey, that's that's really fucked up. And she goes, I know, right? And I was like, no, you're fucked up. That's mm-hmm. so fucking rude. You're such an asshole. Yeah. Like... Yeah. But you know what? I I truly feel though that that is dying, and I do. And I mean, I can prove that it is, even though it may not be as fast as what we want. But this is why I promote the idea of creating things in the positive light, than rather than fighting them, because those people don't respond in a way to like saying, "Oh, what you're doing is wrong." As much as it is the youth, because look how much hip hop has changed all of that in the South and the North, everywhere where there was racism so much more heavily, where now you've got like a whole generation or generations of kids, you know, over the last 30 years that have completely gone from thinking in that way to a different way because they were turned on to something brand new and fresh that they could relate to from a young age, something that they identified with, yeah. you know, something that completely brought them together with well, another culture. Well, that's the thing is that you, you can't be racist if you know if you've always known people from other like places, you know but, but that's what I'm saying. Some of these yeah. people yeah. didn't though. Like, yeah, no, it I'm was saying, the that, music. The it's it. the music yeah. that brought it together. The that's culture, the art. Yeah. It's the, the, the American culture. It's the something they can yeah. connect but, but to. But the, the, the really interesting thing is, is you still have kids in Montana that have never seen a black person. Yeah. yeah. Ever. Yeah. Right. In their entire lives. And on the one hand... But people are moving places. Black well, people no, are moving. No, no, for Mexicans sure. are moving. Asians sure. are moving. And so that's just... But, it's yeah. taking time, but we're getting well, there. It's, you know, it's, we're so, not as far as I would have hoped because there's a lot more shit, especially lately, you know, we, since since 2016, seeing this many, like, you know, this many videos of people just being like, what? You know, like the racist lawyer guy, you know, just screaming at people, uh, screaming yeah. at employees at Starbucks because they were speaking Spanish, you know. Tell him he's gonna call ice and, and or, or the like, fucking yeah. uh, the CHP guy on the northern border of this country arresting two women right. because they were speaking Spanish. And of like, course, you not, think they didn't yeah. make it that fucking far yeah. without being allowed to be here? Are right. you shitting me? And of course, that is terrible. Of course, and I. But the fact that we're talking about it right now and saying that it's terrible is a lot different than what it was 30 years ago too and i'm not mm. saying we're resting there ever like sure. no of course not yeah. we're going we're going yeah so it's about you know pushing on but also appreciating at the same time that we are changing and because that appreciation will let us know that we're going to continue to change and this is that uphill battle that we're going to probably keep on doing you know keep on yeah. going but we have to keep going and we can't so stop we fight, what, what, we gotta we vote we to send those messages exactly you what, gotta what keep I going think, and like do it. our our generation is on the cusp of like you have these like periods in history where like things change and get better and then they like stay the same for a while and then something happens maybe in the middle or the towards the end of there and then things change and they get better and they stay the same for a while i think what like we need to kind of try to do is 
like we, we have this opportunity where like like the three of us and our friends and the people that think like us can like be like, okay, guys, like we need a better future. Here's what we think the better future is. Let's make the better future. And then 40 years from now, we got what we think the better future might be. And then we just quit. And we're just like, let's just stick this shit out. That's that's not the way that no. it, it, it and and that's what we're too has, far deep and that's what has that. happened. If you look right. back through history, sure. people were just like, oh, guys, we got it, we're good, right. okay, cool, don't change anything. The human condition. It was the people mm-hmm. that the, the Puritans that fucking came to this country from the get. They had you an can idea. Pinpointed in all these different areas, though. They had they had an idea of what they wanted yeah. their world to be, uh-huh. right? And they couldn't get it where they were, so they did this really amazing. thing super hard super difficult thing they picked up all that they knew and they transplanted it in the u.s and they shit on a bunch of native americans to make it happen but they did this thing where just like they picked up their entire way of life and they transplanted it and that, that was kind of rad that was like really big it was a huge deal right like they're a bunch of fucking which wasn't that puritan long ago, relatively like you, you know prudish assholes and it really wasn't that long ago it was like what 300 years ago mm-hmm um, but they did that thing and that was kind of cool, right? Yeah. But then they like reestablished themselves as like this rock and the stone and they wrote all their fucking rules down and and what they failed at was evolution. And that's what they were running from was the evolution of culture. Well, isn't and that humanity in general though? Anybody who has to have a fundamental guide or a rule or anything that they try to create that's going to be set in stone. Isn't the, the quote from Rick and Morty where he's like, oh yeah, uh, well traditional, or what are they saying? Sci- uh, scientifically, traditions are an idiot thing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, something something that Something extent. similar. Yeah. Like, so yeah. Scientifically, traditions are an idiot thing. And it's like, not saying that traditions are bad, but it's the idea that we should except that they're going to have to change. So don't get too caught up or too hung up on trying to, you know, sustain so this. I actually wrote a paper for a college class that I took a long time ago um, that uh, the paper was basically about the fact that uh, doing things the way that they've always been done just because that's the way they've been done is the stupidest fucking reason for doing I agree. that mm-hmm. thing. That's my whole life is based around that. I question it's, everything it's, because of that. It's, yeah. it's it's the worst reason. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, well, that's the way it's always been done. And it was like, well, okay, well, isn't there maybe a better way? So I think that every tradition, every law, every process, every person, every personal choice, every, the, the way you fucking brush your teeth, like everything should be reevaluated if not on a continual basis, then on a fairly regular basis, Mm -hmm. whereby you determine whether or not the way that you've been doing things is still the best way to do it based on current technology and materials and processes and science and so on. And, and if at the end of that determine, you know, that, that reevaluation, you determine that, yes, this is actually still good. It's still good. Then leave it alone. Mm-hmm. But if after that you realize, you know, maybe we can, you know, tweak some things in here and change this and that and the other and make it better, then you should absolutely make it better. Right. Regardless of tradition because, you know, you just like literally, the dude, just focus on your past and think about the way things were. Mm-hmm. It's your own personal past. And right. that's maybe something that we can use to help people realize that it 
sticking it out fucking for, for the win is not the way to go because my pass sucks massive donkey balls. <laughs> it was bad. It was bad. Mm-hmm. And there are definitely things that could have been done better. Mm-hmm. If I was trying to do things the same way that I was taught or mistaught or ill-taught or not taught, I wouldn't be here with you guys. Like, mm-hmm. my life would suck and a lot of people around me, their lives would suck, you know? So you got to, like, you got to look at that and you got to just move forward. One of the things I've been saying recently is that, you know, we all stand on the shoulders of giants. Mm-hmm. But those giants didn't grow to be as large as they are by doing exactly what's always been done. And I truly think that, you know, that's the the balance of, and a part of the cycle, which is what we're talking about. Certain people were meant to like go into a certain way to be able to sustain something enough to get those new people or those other people to, to, to serve the function where those other people that may have an innovative idea, but it's all part of one function. So, so a really great, like, microcosm example I have of that is um, uh, the Marine Corps, right? In the Marine Corps, a lot of the newer guys my age, whatever, talked about how like the old Corps was the best Corps, you know, old Corps this, that, the other. And uh, if you talk to old Corps guys from back in the day, they're like, you're way better. You're way smarter. You're way faster. You're way better equipped. You're way more educated. You, if you were there when we were there, you would have just mopped up the floor. You would have been the best thing that ever was. And the military in a lot of ways if for American culture, if not for world culture, kind of serves as a microcosm because it has to stay on the cutting edge of everything all the time. Mm-hmm. It's a really good example of, never mind the politics of it or whatever, but if you look at the way that it evolves, black people joining women joining gays being allowed in that sort of a thing all happened in the military before it became socially acceptable if you look at those types of things in the military it's kind of a great case study really of where we're at and when when the old core guys and and i know dudes from world war ii and from vietnam and from so on and so on and so on they're like no you're the best you're the fucking best like we're not better or greater or stronger because we fought in the fucking snow and we dealt with it. Like, no, you're the best because of all the technology and the learning and the training and the so on and so forth. That all stands to reason, you know? And in yeah. in a few generations you'll be saying that about the next group. Exactly. As and we go to war with Luxembourg. <laughs> well, that's also why this is, you know, the great the greatest thing to wrap up on is that what you're saying, like we are in we are where we we are in the best place. We're the best we've ever we been. We are the best we've ever been. We are in the best place. People that you know talk about stuff romantically about like I wish I was born in this era or that era. You know, that's whatever. If you no, feel that way, no. you feel that way. But if honestly, you like, like that, go listen like, to swing music. <laughs> and and <laughs> but but what we're saying is like, you know, yeah, we, we all know that this is the era that because you can go and appreciate all those things from back yeah. then and probably know things that they didn't even know back then yeah. in their own time. And we can still do what we want to do in any way. And we can like the, the, the amount that we could travel, share, live, love all of yeah. that. Like we are in the time that we need to be and everybody needs to be present. And, and we, we need, need to, to evolve. Fully we need to evolve. We didn't get here on our own. No. And thank you to everybody who came before. Oh, yes. Absolutely. Yes. Sure. Like absolutely. I said, you know, we yes. all stand on the shoulders of giants, yeah. but those giants did not fucking grow to be as large as they were yeah. by doing exactly what other people had done yeah. before them. So we all have to continually, it's this back and forth thing you you think you're gonna to get to the end of it? 
once you think that you're gonna you, that you're on that path, you better get rid of that shit because you know that's not gonna serve you. You, I have no doubt, wherever you go, because you don't know where you're gonna go, but wherever you go, you are basically going to be an ambassador for the ideas that we express on the show all the time. I fucking hope you know, so. For the things that you've learned from just being part of the community, the community that we talk about over and over and over again. And I'm excited and I'm like sad that you're going to be leaving, but I know that no matter what, you're always going to be my brother and you're always going to be there. And if I could hit you up and you hit me up wherever, like it's, it, this is, we, we talked about it a billion times. This family, this community, everything that's going on, like there is a sincere thing, unlike anything we've ever experienced before. It is is as real as any, you know, blood family that you can have. And, Absolutely. And we, you know, have each other's backs because we are part of the evolution of mankind we, in the way of consciousness evolving and accepting and learning and loving and and you know, spreading this wisdom because we know that this is what need we've seen enough bullshit. We've experienced it through art, all the movies. We've learned about all of these other things. We People think we're the, the dumb generation, but we're not. We've learned through stuff that seems, you know, traditionally speaking, not effective or whatever. But, you know, hey, if we're learning how things are fucking shitty through mobster movies and this and that. Well, and I, think, I think the big thing is that we're actually communicating. You know, there, there used to be... You didn't know what was going on in the next town over. You didn't know what was going on in the next city over. People would vote for president, but you didn't know what the president was about unless he showed you up didn't in know your that hometown. You couldn't tell it was and, and, and stood on a you fucking didn't have WikiLeaks, box, right? You didn't, you didn't have, have WikiLeaks. You didn't, you didn't have... have you know, is WikiLeaks access? even still a thing? It is, yeah, even, yeah, yeah. I'm just saying, like, that's how fast we are emerging. And yeah, the idea well, that from have, now till... Till yeah. now, till in the next 10 years, we're going to advance more than we did from 1859 till now, technologically. Yeah. So we're... There was, there was, you had, you had the information age. The information age is, has passed, I think. I think we're now, we are in the knowledge age, right? You get to this point where, you know, I have access to the entire sum of human knowledge in my phone at all times. In my pocket right now, within arm's reach, I can look up anything I want and get it right. <laughs> you know, get and, get an answer for and, the most obscure questions. And yeah, and and what I like about you and Phil and in our community is that we are now starting to work through all that information, starting to filter out that knowledge. We're explorers. What's important, and you talked about like that. There's no, there's no more frontier, and that's no, absolutely. We're explorers. Yeah, this is we're yeah. exploring a new frontier in thought, in in mind. Like I said, you know, the revolution. If there is going to be a revolution, it's going to happen through our thoughts and the way we discuss and the way that we interact with people. Yeah. It's not, it's not through you know basic simple principles anymore. Like we have to really like examine, re-examine the way we think and make people think differently about well, it. And, and something I thought of at the very beginning when we talked about that earlier was that we are pushing the boundaries of what we thought was possible for human consciousness in every form in in every form in mental in in physical in in mental in health in 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 health in life in travel in love in life expectancy like people thought that they that there were boundaries 
that the glass could be half full. And I'm going to end it with all with this. There's, there's no fucking boundary. The capacity of the human mind for knowledge and empathy and love is, is boundless. And the more we think about, the more we do, the more we interact with, the more humans we understand, the more babies we have, the more pets we have, the more, the more we create and experience, the more we're starting to understand that there's no boundary to any of that. Like I've never once thought to myself, like I'm going to have to fucking delete files from this old part of my brain <laughs> and learn new shit so that I to like make room. It's not a fucking hard drive. It's not a hard drive. Okay. Well, that's for a whole other thing. Yeah. Whole wanting to way. maybe yeah. for good reason, but maybe that's I'm one thing, you. but like you've never had to physically sit back and think to yourself, I need to stop liking these people because these new people are in my life and they're more interesting and they fulfill me more sure mm-hmm. that's 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 a good point to point out. you don't have to do that absolutely the the the, the human mind we, we have not even begun to scratch the surface of what it's like we are uh, it's less of. explored than the ocean <laughs> and ocean. and and truthfully even though you might not be able to recall something at the moment You've never forgotten anything that you've ever learned. Truly forgotten. Sure. Well, yeah. you're right. It's there somewhere. There, there are some perishable yeah. skills. Right. Okay. You know, okay. you might not be able to do a backflip on a bike the way you used to, but there's, the, there's, the, the there's knowledge a certain trigger there. that will bring whatever it is back. Yeah. But okay. I still know every word to Ja Rule and Ashanti's memoirs. <laughs> Dude, that will I'm never. Sorry. I was doing the me. same thing with the Chronic 2001 today. I was like surprised, baffled at how I knew all the words is in my car. I in swear my car. to God, play any Just track from, the, all from that. But okay, so 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 yeah, so I mean, really to wrap it up, we've not even begun to come anywhere near what the the human mind and soul and brain are capable of. And I think that's something that our generation is starting to understand between that and understanding and realizing that we're a world species. We are citizens of the earth. We're all humans. Doesn't matter if you're fucking purple or pale or pink or polka dotted like I am or brown or whatever. It doesn't fucking matter. We're all here on the same planet. Sooner or later, these assholes that are fucking running the show right now are going to die and forward thinking people like us are going to step up and and we are starting and to step gonna up be because there was a big but we have to void. train the other people not to. And, and there was a big void where a lot of us were just like dude i'm just trying to grow my radishes i don't give a shit right like now people are trying to figure out like the actual everything and and, and that's rad and i think that's where we're going well so my my final thoughts on the everything right now as we we are finally wrapping up because we could go on forever and i know that after we're done with this we are you and i will go on forever because this is honestly one of the reasons why we started this podcast is because (laughs) of moments like this with just like you were saying earlier you myself phil here at your fucking house talking and talking and talking and talking in the wee hours of the morning and just chilling and absolutely enjoying every bit of it. Like those are the moments when you realize, like you know, you're here because you want to be here because you're talking and you're not you're not forced to be here and you're making those 
irresponsible, and I'm saying that with oh, the finger quotations of uh, decisions to stay out till five in the morning. But you know what? Those particular nights are not the ones you regret because you know that was fulfilling. And I don't so that is shit. right, and I know. And so this is what I'm saying. You know, like this is going to be a devastating thing for us in one way, in, in the fact that you're going to be leaving because, but you're going to be going, and we know that you are going to be the catalyst as as you you know have become the catalyst for these other people wherever you are and i call it the ambassador you know it, I, I, it feels yeah. like we are one thing yeah. one singularity you know and it's just like that these ideas <laughs> fucking will you know force them because, in there because it's not we, even like we, us. i feel like we are each other we really haven't know? known each other that long in terms of the relative human experience like when people say okay i've known him for 11 years like we really haven't even known each other for more than five years to be yeah. honest with you but it's not like I, I saw this saying on a track shirt one time. It's not the hours you put in. It's what you put into the hours. And so that's the same fucking concept yep. with what's going on. It's not about how long it's we've like, known each other. It's, it's like, about our experiences and how meaningful they were based on what they were. And so my, I'm, I'm going to wrap this up real quick because we, we, we're going to yeah, keep yeah. talking. And but what we know we, we we're going we're, on. We're on, forty like, minutes over time. Yeah. <laughs> so so this is what we're saying is like that. You know whatever wherever you go. Wherever any of us goes on our endeavors, I have no doubt that people are going to spread the message, the overall message that we all are, you know, that we all agree on that's brought us all together. Personally, I think it's about time one of us got out of here to do that. Yeah. And I'm happy to be there. You're like a missionary. There you go. Missionary. Yeah. You're the ambassador. Yeah. You're the ambassador. I'm the catalyst. You're the catalyst. Trying to sell people special underwear. Well, dude, I fucking, we love you so much for coming on. Thanks for having me on. Yeah. And we love that, you know, we could just pull you on here and and come and talk this this out before you get to leave. I do live downstairs. You do live downstairs. Which is why I am refusing to say anything like that (laughs) right now. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? It doesn't matter. I love you guys. We're all in different places. I love you too. Cheers. You know, Thank you for coming you, on. And, you know, Phil, what have you got coming up? Well, I guess we can. I, maybe we broke the news a little bit early, but, you know, we can officially talk about the Big Bang now. We got that coming up on June 28th at Union Nightclub in bang, LA. Bang. We have got some sick <laughs> headliners. We've got, like, this is, a, this is a big fucking deal, man. This is one that we're putting a lot of energy in and attention to it. I'm proud of it. I think this is going to fucking, as the kids say, slap. So, do they yeah. see that now? Wait, oh, wait, what kids are It's going to slap. Oh. Uh, okay, I don't I don't talk to kids. You know, so what, I don't you, know what they're you saying. Fucking grandpas <laughs> need to get with the fucking program. No, it's going to be a dope ass event. And um, if you want to get with the program, make sure that you subscribe to this show however you go ahead and get your podcasts cuz you can find us on iTunes, on Slacker, on uh, uh, Pinterest sometimes, maybe. Spotify, no, not really. Spotify. You yes. can find us anywhere that you get them. So make Spotify. sure that you're subscribed and that you're getting us into your phone, your phony phone, every Thursday. And uh, while you're at it, go ahead and subscribe to us on social media. That's Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at Let It Bleed Cast. And beyond that, go out and uh, do something do something nice for your mother. Can, yeah. I, can I plug me real quick? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. so um, on Instagram, I am Mr. That's spelled out M-I-S-T-E-R dot please. That's Mr. Please. Mm-hmm. Uh, but more importantly, what I wanted to talk about was uh, my new pet. I'm a, I'm Snack Dad. 
Snek. S N E K D A D Dad. We got a new pet in the house. His name is Bodie. He's got an Instagram. He's super cute. It's B O D H I S Bungalow. Bodie's Bungalow. At Bodie's Bungalow. But uh, how does Insta work? Yeah, that works. Yeah. Bodie's Bungalow. <laughs> uh, uh, that's his Instagram. He almost has more followers than me. So check him out. He's super cute. Well, I think we can beat that. All right. Yeah. Everybody go out. Unsubscribe from Aaron. Yeah, no. Follow fuck me. Bodie. Fuck me. Follow right? the snake. Yeah. Well, and then, you know, the Let It Bleed cast is always too. Yeah. Oh, and there's that. Yeah, we got that there's one. That. Yeah, well, while you're at it, go ahead and get that one. Get that one done too. Yeah. So you guys know, you listen to us all the time. Hopefully, we, we're hoping that this wasn't yes. your first or your last episode. We're hoping that you guys well, have no show next week too. I feel like I should mention that too at the end. Oh yeah, because Phil is important and he's got things that he's got to do. Yeah, shit to do, man. He's he's a busy guy. Yeah, Phil's the hardest working man Dude, in the I show. Think, but let's just you and me get together and do one. I wouldn't know what to do. It's <laughs> if this this show only runs because of him. I I can literally just show up. Wait, sit I can learn it. I'll YouTube it. Uh, you probably could, could but you know what? Luck. It saves whenever he's falling off. It also saves me some time too, because we 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 need these little. These we little should just record on. one on our phones and then give it to him later to just like upload. Oh, we've done it before. He does all that. <laughs> he does all of that. But uh, you know, anyway. On that note, we're yeah. On that note. Thank you all for fucking tuning in. We love all of you guys. This is one of those episodes where we were just doing what exactly what we, you know, kind of wanted to do from the beginning, which is just free form conversation with somebody, our closest people. And, you know, this is this is us to a T to, uh, you know, to just us expressing our passions and to this hear ourselves talk about how far we've come. Wednesdays at 8 on It's NBC. amazing. So love you all. Thank you. And as always, let it bleed.